Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher here with Whale Kappa Drew Dinsick. Today we're going to talk about uh, the American League, second part of our MLB Futures Preview. We'll talk Cy Young, talk MVP, we'll talk uh, AL Central, which I think is the most vulnerable market to attack uh, on the division front in the AL. We'll talk AL Pennant and then we'll talk some NBA. Uh, and speaking of NBA, Drew, Great to have the association back yesterday. Uh, the man behind me, Nikola Jokic, put on a clinic. Yeah. But uh, what I wanted to, to start off with is uh, James Harden. Last night <laughs> was phenomenal. And uh, it's ridiculous that he was stumped for the All-Star game. Ridiculous. He's, uh, he's suddenly become the most underrated player in the NBA, I think. It's strange to say about a guy who's come top two in MVP four times, one at once, has all the all the... The statistics that he's put up over the years, I think three scoring titles. But uh, yeah, I mean, I just I can't believe the disdain that that man still gets treated with. The fact that Drew Holiday, DeMar DeRozan, Julius Randle all made the all-star team over James Harden. And uh, and he really, I think, was the centerpiece of, of the game of the night, which was Sixers-Grizzlies, which is uh, the best game uh, regular season-wise that I've seen in a while. Yeah, uh, the entertainment yesterday was... Like fr- from from the uh, f- straight through from Fanini uh, Alcaraz to Lakers Warriors, it was just an awesome night of sports. Uh, I loved, loved, loved the intensity in both the Cavs uh, Cavs Nuggets game and uh, Grizzlies Sixers. Both felt like, oh my gosh, are we watching playoff basketball? Like this is it was a totally fresh uh, level of effort. You know, the entire kind of the month leading into the all-star break, watching the NBA felt a little bit like a slog. There were very many memorable games. There was a lot of uh, just like, you know, kind of, taking care of business and or giving night guys nights off. It didn't really feel like there was much at stake. And then last night it was just high level intensity all across the board. I think you nailed that the Grizzlies Sixers was the game of the night. Harden was the story out of that game for me. Um, And you can, we came into the season and Harden looked like he was in shape. That was one of the reasons that I think a lot of us were bullish on the Sixers being up, you know, possible uh you know to steal the one seed and kind of put themselves in a decent position uh in the eastern conference now the celtics came out nuclear hot and harden while in shape through the first part of the season did deal with a number of injuries but the fact that he came out of uh, a layoff like the all-star break and wasn't uh you know kind of typical don't really you know you know don't really care get james harden like a little out of shape a little bit uh kind of laissez-faire no he was razor sharp he looked like a top five player 
it was awesome to see it. And you pair him with Embiid uh, and real, you know, Embiid, by the way, it wasn't even a hundred percent or anywhere close to that last night dealing with illness. Uh, and it didn't matter. They still beat the Grizzlies. Awesome game. Awesome intensity. The last four minutes were just, you know, couldn't take your eyes away from it. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, credit to the Nuggets as well. Like uh, they, you know, looked like they were in dire straits. Couldn't, uh, uh, couldn't stop Evan Mobley for a lot of the first three quarters. Uh, and then uh, Michael Porter Jr. All of a sudden can't miss from three in the fourth quarter. Uh, they get a couple of defensive stops. Cavs can't make a bucket to save their lives and uh, and the Nuggets steal one in, in Cleveland. So um, good job by the uh, kind of teams that really try to make them make their statement that, yes, we are contenders for a championship. And I think that, you know, you clearly have to have the Nuggets and the uh, Sixers in the inner circle there. Yep. And the thing I loved about Harden's game is that so often at the end of these games when he would get tired, he just lapses into the step back three just over and over again. But last night he was beating his guys off the dribble. He was passing, finding Tobias Harris open. Uh, And yeah, it was just kind of a summation of what a great season he's having. He's basically 22 and 11, over 62% true shooting. They're plus seven net rating when he's on the floor. Like he's still one of the 15 best players in the NBA, 20 best, that that absolute worst. And, uh, for me, it's become like a philosophical thing. With because my two guys are Harden and Jokic, right? <laughs> I think that there is a certain backlash against those guys for for reasons that are just uh, insipid for the most part, and, and criticizing them because they haven't, you know, they haven't won the finals. Whereas, what, what could Nikola Jokic possibly have done more to try and make it the finals? He hasn't had any teammates the past two years. Harden's playoff failures are a bit more on him, but at the same time, I think that historically uh, he is underrated. And he's certainly underrated this year too. So uh, I'll be cheering for the Sixers. Um, outside of my bets on on other teams, I'll be uh, cheering for the Sixers. But uh, yeah, let's talk about uh, <laughs> baseball. Yeah, give it to baseball from James Harden to uh, to Dylan Cease and Justin Verlander and Co. <laughs> uh, so let's hit Cy Young and MVP. Start off with Cy Young. At the moment, Jacob deGrom is the favorite at plus 500. He's already dealing with a little niggling injury because that's what Jacob deGrom deals with, but doesn't look like it's too serious. Uh, Then Garrett Cole, plus 550. Dylan Cease, who came second last season, plus 850. Carlos Rodon, the newest Yankees, 10 to 1. And then Manoa, Bieber, Otani, McClanahan, and Co. Uh, Is there anyone who who, uh, piques your interest in uh, this market, Drew? I have not been into this market, and I would almost certainly look down the board. I do not think five fair price for the guys at the top at all for Degrom or Garrett Cole. Um, I you know, so it, it, it's it's you know this is a bet against the favorites type of situation. Uh, I don't have the answers, but uh, you know I think where we kind of broke down the NL and I thought we made a, a lot of very valid points about sort of the different strengths between the divisions and in general, the very competitive nature, uh, particularly of the NL West. Uh, you know, the AL to me looks pretty flat earth uh, outside of the AL Central, which is also still very, very weak. Um, NL East, I mean, excuse me, the AL East, uh, you know, I mean, I would expect that the Rays are in the mix with the uh, the Yankees for that uh, you know that title. I think the Orioles are going to be a heck of a lot better than people think, just based on the you know that youth continuing to develop uh, and the way that the, you know the stewards of that franchise have had a vision for kind of really being competitive for the next three seasons here. And uh, and then you know surely the investments that the Red Sox made 
will bear some fruit. They'll be better than last year. So there's going to be at least four competitive teams, in my opinion, uh, probably all five really in the AL East. Uh, and then the AL West looks like you have truly four competitive teams with uh, only the A's being uh, not in the mix. So uh, I could, you know, I could realistically kind of say that there's going to be, um, you know, one of those nine is going to really surprise us. And I think it's not going to be the Yankees and Garrett Cole therefore gets ruled out. It's probably not going to be the Rangers and Jake, you know, Jacob deGrom is a guy that is an injury waiting to happen. So uh, we'll not be investing any money in him for the balance of the season. So um, I'm looking down the board here uh, and I know you don't necessarily have to have winning to be the Cy Young champion as Alcon, yeah, as, uh, as Sandy uh, showed us last year on the Marlins. But uh, at the same time, it surely helps. Uh, and, you know, I, I, I would, uh, I would look for uh, someone interesting uh, on, you know, on a, on a Mariners squad um, and, uh, and, or uh, maybe, maybe an angel. So uh, who, who, uh, who stands out to you in this market? Yeah, it's a tough one. I think the, the two, there's not a lot of appealing long shots, high upside long shots like there are in the NL with guys like, you know, Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo we talked sure. about who are uh, both in the 100 to 1 range. In the AL, there's not as many guys who leap out. I think the two guys who I'll be watching most closely at the start of the season are two guys whose prices would be a lot shorter if not for health, which is being baked in, and that's DeGrom and Shane McClanahan, uh, where those guys, McClanahan would be much closer. He would be the same price as Cease, basically, if he didn't have these concerns about his health. And DeGrom, I mean, if you told me DeGrom was going to pitch 190 innings, then I would say that he should be like plus 150 to win Cy Young because he's just he's the best pitcher uh, mm -hmm. by distance. It's just that he just hasn't been healthy. Uh, last year, I think it went a little bit under the radar because he didn't pitch that much. But when he came back, he was just Jacob deGrom, Cy Young winner. He was just the same guy that he always is. And so... Uh, Going heavy in on uh, Rudy Gobert, Defensive Player of the Year, taught me that uh, when you change environments, you don't necessarily bring your same dominance with you. That's a great point. Uh, and there might be a bit of an adjustment for him going up against American League teams uh, much more regularly, going up against the AL West, pitching in a new park and all of that. But DeGrom, he is the best pitcher. And uh, and if, he is, if he's healthy the first month of the season and the market doesn't shorten him accordingly, then he might be the bet. But no huge appealing long shots um, in this market at the moment. But certainly, I mean, the top guys, I mean, Alec Manoa is the equal fourth favorite for Cy Young. Like, it's not that intimidating of a market. So I think that a long shot like Robbie Ray was available at 100 to 1 uh, when he won Cy Young in the AL a couple of years ago. So certainly one to monitor. And uh, yeah, as a long shot emerges, we'll be sure to, uh, to touch on it here. Let's, uh, let's talk about MVP, uh, which was certainly the most captivating market in the AL and really in all of baseball last season as Otani and Judge uh, went head to head. They are the favorites again this year for AL MVP. Otani is plus 200. Judge is plus 450, and then it's Trout, Rodriguez, Alvarez, uh, Vladdy, and Co. Following, uh, I think this market, it just really hinges on your handicap of how likely is Shohei Otani to win if he's healthy, and then how likely is it that he stays healthy, which is, you know, not a guarantee, but, but certainly a pretty heavy favorite. And uh, I just think Otani, until further notice, should start every season like slightly above even money to win MVP. When you think about it took last year, 
a guy hitting 62 home runs for the New York Yankees to win MVP and there were still people saying that Otani should have won. Uh, and I don't think Otani, I mean, the past two years, I mean, this is two years that he's done it. This is just his baseline now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that he is rightfully the favorite. Um, do you think that, that Otani is vulnerable at all or do you just think it's, it's his award to lose unless he gets hurt? I don't think he's vulnerable. I think two to one is a bettable price. Um, I'm out on the Aaron Judge experience. I think there was probably a lot at play in terms of just, you know, it was a very special season that's not replicable. Uh, And uh, if he comes in, you know, with any kind of, you know, just even a month of like less, uh, less impressive output from a home run standpoint, then all of a sudden his case is in deep trouble. Um, Similarly, Mike Trout, I don't know that we are ever going to see him uh, make it through a season without kind of an extended absence where he just, you know, takes a bite out of what his ultimate, you know, production looks like and Otani, what he did last year was extremely impressive. Of course, uh, you know, the, there was a case to be made that he probably should have won it over Judge. Uh, I thought even with Judge getting all those home runs, but uh, you know, two to one, I think is a bettable number that goes one direction in my opinion. I think the Angels overall are going to be a lot more competitive than people think, uh, and you know, I think that just adds a little bit of fuel to that fire. So um, you're right that health is always a question mark just because of what they're asking him to do, how often he's out there. But um, you know, I think in terms of skill set. He should be in the plus 150 range. Uh, so two to one, I think, is fair to put in pocket and let that get shorter. And then maybe you play a little defense around, uh, you know, June or the All-Star break, depending on, uh, you know, what the standings look like with the rest of the AL. Yep. I, yeah. Otani's the only bet to make. I probably wouldn't bet the plus 200 now. I agree that it's a good price. And if you want to bet that, that's fine. It's just that there's probably more scope for the market to overreact to a bad start early on mm-hmm. or for him to start off cold or whatever uh, and to be able to get a better price potentially as opposed to, I mean, it's it's difficult for the market to really shorten the guy who's plus 200 um, in, in, you know, in April. So, but he's, he's definitely the guy anchoring this market. Looks like we have comments on a couple of long shots in the market. Randy Mitchell took some Rushman and Franco at 50 to one. I like both of those bets, uh, particularly Rushman. And he was the guy I was going to bring up where, I mean, you look what Adley Rushman did last year. He had 5.3 Fangraphs war in 113 games as a rookie. He's 24 years old. I'm not sure if you've seen the photos, Drew, but he's jacked. uh, (laughs) Not sure what that means necessarily, but I mean, Fangraphs is always going to be relatively conservative with their projections and they're not going to project phenoms or greatest players of their generation just kind of immediately leaping into nine war status or anything. But, I mean, Zips has got him projected for almost six war. And, I mean, it doesn't take a lot for him to get to say 25-plus homers, uh, elite defense, uh, elite plate discipline on an Orioles team that makes the playoffs. And to your point earlier, making the playoffs doesn't really matter for Cy Young. It might be a small tiebreak if it's close in a race, but it absolutely matters for MVP. And mm-hmm. uh, Adley Rushman, if he if he leads the Orioles to the playoffs and lifts his power numbers a bit, then I think he he could win MVP. Yeah. So he he would definitely be my favorite long shot. Uh, I got to throw some cold water on my Orioles enthusiasm. Like I'm, I'm basically in the AL East. I'm against the Yankees at this price. I'm against basically every Yankees type of prop. Uh, I'm on the Orioles every which way. Uh, Rushman 50 to one, if you can find it is awesome. 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 Awesome play. Um, the, uh, the, 
I think the key for the AL MVP market is the middle class there. Like that, uh, that tier after Otani looks just completely mispriced, right? It's just a whole bunch of guys with upside and buzz and name recognition, but no real path, I don't think, to just you know to distinguish themselves. Um, and so, yes, you could definitely you're you're you know, in my opinion, you're you're putting Otani in pocket and then looking for some long shots. And fifty to one is probably the price point I'm looking at for a lot of those guys. Um, but uh, you know, I, I don't have a strong opinion on Franco, but um, gosh, man. His profile looks pretty good too. I, I now that I'm looking at it, um, Tampa Bay. You know, the the AL East coming down to Tampa Bay and the Orioles. That makes sense to me. Looking at the strength of these rosters and where they are all trending and the age curves and all of this. So, um, man, uh, fun fun way to try to uh, capture a little upside. Yeah, I, I don't think it makes any sense that Julio Rodriguez is you know just that short um, as he is nope. at the moment where um, checking out his price now, he's plus, plus 700. Like Julio what? Rodriguez what? shouldn't be plus 700. Um, Jordan Alvarez? Well, I like Alvarez, but I don't think yeah. uh, I wouldn't be betting him at his current price either, unless he's no. going to be playing the outfield every day. Um, the DH penalty is, uh, is, is a real thing. But yeah, I mean, I would say that, um, guys like Rushman and Franco should be a lot closer to Rodriguez and Rodriguez should be a lot longer. But um, definitely one to monitor. It'll be a more fun market if Shohei gets shelled for seven runs in his first start. Otherwise, uh, <laughs> if it's Shohei wire to wire, uh, it's not going to be super compelling from a betting perspective. No, that's true. That's, but okay. I think that's why you got to put two plus 200 in pocket because he's going to do some amazing things early in the season. I, I don't, I, you know, just count on it. Like, it's going to be wild and you know he right. could get he could get into the you know minus 200 minus 400 range at a point where uh then you're you know aggressively shopping all you know alternatives that that's kind of the arc that i see for this market um so i don't know it's a it, it i you know you're right he could get absolutely beat up early i mean uh uh it's uh you know it's it's a long season i think he's you know realistically there's no reason for him to you know push hard <laughs> early especially and you know risk injuries so um you know there there are avenues where he slips early but uh, i i'm just not seeing it the way that the, their schedule breaks yeah and i'll say someone who was writing out an aaron judge 40 to 1 mvp ticket last year from april uh was cheering against shohei all season was just absolutely terrifying the man just didn't give an inch you <laughs> caught you day. caught 40 to 1 on judge holy yeah, judge smokes 40 to 1. then he wasn't coming off a great couple of years uh but it was mainly just health and bad luck and then uh yeah he said he's aaron judge he was 40 to 1. Uh, okay it was a little little insane so hopefully there's a sequel to that this season uh before we talk about the al central spring training is upon us drew and that means one thing it's draft season get the roto world baseball draft guide today and get all player profiles rankings and projections you need to hit your draft out of the park go to nbcsportsedge.com slash draft guide to get your draft guide now now yeah. the al central drew's market is a mess uh and the way that I approach this market is that basically the twins were in the plus 300 plus 350 range before they signed Kyle, Carlos Correa out of mm -hmm. nowhere. And Carlos Correa is a five to six win player. And he's coming in to replace basically one win players who are going to be in his spot. So the twins have upgraded four to five wins and they've upgraded four to five wins 
at the highest leverage position in terms of making the playoffs because mm-hmm. they've gone from a team that's going to be 79 type of wins to 83, 84. And by signing Correa, I mean, that probably increases their playoff percentages by about 15%. Uh, and I don't think the market reacted accordingly in terms of shortening their division prices and pushing out others. They're still plus 240 on points bet. I think that's still a bet. I think they should be plus 200. Uh, and I think that they should be shorter than the White Sox. Yeah. still think the Guardians are rightfully the favorite uh, in the division. Uh, but I think the Twins should be right behind them. And uh, I'm quite low on the White Sox this season. But uh, yep, what about yep, you? Yep, yep. I agree with you. I think both... I think surely the Twins and the White Sox should be flip-flopped. And then the gap between the Guardians and the Twins is much, much narrower than this market implies. Um, I agree also that uh, you didn't really see the correct adjustments once Correa became, you know, kind of bona fide. He's going to be a twin. Um, I think people may have in the back of their heads been like, expecting some injury or suspension or something for, you know, Correa, the way that that whole offseason played out for him was very strange. There was a lot of weird rumors. Uh, so people may have just kind of kept their powder dry waiting for, you know, the kind of shorty that Correa was going to be uh, an everyday available player for these guys because it does absolutely swing the division. The AL Central is a weak. The Tigers and the Royals are awful. Uh, and I think the White Sox, you know, they're going to, they're going to, threaten uh, for one of the most underachieving teams across the board based on what the win totals look like right now. Uh, a lot of the smart folks that I talk to who handicap baseball well from a numerical standpoint think that that win total could be off by as much as 10, which is a lot. Uh, and, you know, if, if the White Sox, uh, you know, they, they, made, they made a positive change, presumably at manager. Uh, you know, I think addition by subtraction, maybe, uh, well, but it still is a, a team that uh, is lacking at a, lo- a lot of key areas, some huge holes in that uh, in that lineup and uh, not a lot of pitching to be excited about as you go down the rotation. So, um, yeah, White Sox look like the most fragile, easiest fate on the board. Uh, and it, the Guardians are also overpriced, which I believe they are. I mean, this time last year, Guardians were like third or fourth, I believe. So I think... Uh, you know, there may be a little, you know, not recency bias influencing that price point. Yeah, I, I think that the the White Sox, I mean, their top end talent is elite. Um, when you look at guys like Cease and Lewis Robert and Tim Anderson and Eloy Jimenez, and they dealt with a lot of injuries last season as well. But but the issue is, is that they've got no depth whatsoever. And if they go down, if they they start losing guys. I mean, they're really depending uh, on guys like Mike Kopech and Mike Clevenger, who Mike Clevenger, you know, he may be dealing with a suspension at some point during the season, don't know what's going to happen there. He also just looked terrible last year and was unplayable uh, in the playoffs for the Padres uh, as he contributed to to the Phillies running yeah. all over them uh, in the NLCS. So, yeah, I would be all over fading the White Sox. The Twins, I think, have got really solid depth. Now, uh, they are not nearly as susceptible to injuries uh, as the White Sox are. I mean, outside of Correa and then Buxton, and you're only really pricing in, you're hoping for 115 games out of Byron Buxton these days. So uh, I think the Twins, um, I think they are clearly Dude, the best. Let's, uh, you said 115? I, that's, yeah. a good, that's a good number for projecting Twins. But if they get more... 
then the Twins might run away with this division, right? Like, well, if, if Byron Buxton plays yeah. 140 games, then he probably wins MVP. And, uh, <laughs> and the Twins, wrong. well, let's not yeah, get crazy. Okay. 140. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that seems unlikely. Let's uh, let's talk AL pennants. The Astros, the defending champs, the favorites, plus 275. Then the Yankees, plus 325 uh, behind them. I think there are a couple bets to be made, actually, uh, on the pennant board. And uh, we've talked about a couple of them already. One, I think the Twins, just because their path to win the AL Central is is relatively straightforward compared to even teams like you know the Blue Jays and the Rays yep. winning the AL East is much more difficult of a path. Um, just to get into the playoffs, and the Twins are twenty-five to one. But my favorite bet on the board is uh, team you brought up, the Los Angeles Angels, Anaheim, twenty-two to one. And uh, usually the market inflates the Angels because you know they got Trout and Otani. But I think that there's been a little bit of an overcorrection the other way because of how bad they were last season. But I mean, last season Trout was injured a lot. Anthony Rendon missed a ton of time. They were just dealing with injuries across the board. They also got extremely unlucky in terms of just their uh, their record in, in close games and their record versus their run differential and their base runs and all that type of thing. And they've quietly added around the edges in ways that typically they haven't been very good at, adding guys like Hunter Renfro and Brandon Drury and Tyler Anderson. And they've just got a lot of kind of depth and competence around Mike Trout and Shohei Otani, which is still the best starting point in baseball. And yeah, I think that this team has a ton of upside if they get Rendon. Anthony Rendon is only 32 years old. feels like he's 40, but he's only 32. (laughs) And if they can get anything out of him, the guy who was, by the way, a top two hitter on a team that won the World Series in 2019. Mm -hmm. So I think this team's got a ton of upside. And that's what you're riding at 22 to 1 to win the AL. There's some 14 to 1 to win the AL West on the Angels. Yeah, they're way too big. I think that should be closer to like plus 600. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Angels are, are a team to ride with. Interesting. I am perfectly willing to listen to those arguments. I don't, I haven't really thought through how the Angels would look in a playoff series. Um, and okay. obviously, the way that the current, the way the current playoff uh, structure is, like it, the door is wide open if you can just get yourself in. Um, so the idea of the Angels being more alive in an AL market than in the AL West market is very intriguing to me because the AL West looks pretty competitive. Um, I don't think that minus two twenty or whatever the Astros are to win the West is fair at all. I think they should be closer to you know even odds there. Uh, I think the Mariners are. You know, they overachieved a bit last year. I didn't see them make enough improvements in the offseason or really bring up enough youth to uh, really elevate them to where they ought to be in this sort of the fourth choice now uh, to win the American League. Um, and so, yeah, shopping it for some, you know, the, the Angels who I make markedly better than the Rangers leaps and bounds better than the athletics so the clear uh you know clear third best team in the west and uh you know a lot closer to the mariners who are priced in the you know eight to one range to win the al is amazing um so yeah taking a long shot in the al as opposed to just uh taking them at nine to one ten to one or even if you can find 14 to one i think uh al pennant price is a little bit better so uh, i'm with you there that's a fun fun way to attack i would make a case for 12 to one raise um my kind of fabric of what this Rays team is matches very, very closely to the team that made the World Series and lost to the Dodgers several years ago. Um, 
their you know number of guys who have basically missed last year entirely uh you know rejoining the squad and uh you know a lot of a lot of depth now all of a sudden because they had you know some of their younger players playing a lot of meaningful baseball last year as they were filling in for injured guys so um yeah Wander Franco if he takes a meaningful step forward and uh you know you have a, a relatively healthy season this Rays team I believe to be as good if not better than the Yankees so um I like Rays to win the the AL East. Uh, bet that in the four to one range, uh, and I like them to win the AL broadly at uh, uh, what twelve to one you said, or twelve to one was the points bet price. Yep, twelve to one on the AL. They might be a little bit better out there, but yeah, I think the mm-hmm. A's as well. They're also a team that just always outperforms their projections. Um, Surely, they might be the smartest franchise around, if not the wealthiest. So yeah, generally a, a good team to ride with the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, by the way, the Angels are plus one eighty five on points bet to make the playoffs, uh, which is as opposed to the White Sox, who are around even money. Uh, which is uh, doesn't make any sense at all. I mean, the White Sox have an easier division to get through, but at the same time, I don't think that they're more materially more likely, if at all, to make the playoffs than the Angels are. So um, I think we got to point out the fact that uh, the only benefit of being in a bad division now is you have a better chance to win that division because of yes. the flattening of the schedule. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, the fact that. You know, it, it boosts in my mind at least the win totals and the playoff probabilities of the good teams in the AL East and the AL West more so than it helps the White Sox. Um, White Sox, I think, no playoffs is a great bet. Um, I like Angels, yes, looking at these prices. Uh, I like Orioles, yes, looking at these prices. Uh, I got to cool off on the Orioles a little bit, though. I, I don't want to. I don't want to have my heart broken because I maybe I feel like I might be a year early on them. Um, but uh, that they were such a great bet last year for uh, in you know just if you were looking for action in the middle of the summer, like that team tried so hard, it was great. Um, so um, yeah, those are all fun ways to attack the AL. Yep, I like it. All right, before we get into some NBA to close out, reminder to download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. Stay ahead of the competition by favoriting players on your roster, get the latest injury updates, player news, and much more delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Buying a master mechanics tool set usually means high prices, higher interest rates, and who knows how many years of monthly payments. But at GearWrench, we don't believe that your tools should take years and years to pay for. So check out Mega Mod Master Sets, the master mechanics tool sets that deliver pro-quality tools, organized storage solutions, an easy-to-use lifetime warranty, and much, much more. All for thousands less than you'd expect. So don't wait. Explore the sets and check availability now. Only at GearWrench.com. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com, to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up! 
and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. Okay, association. Got some big games tonight. Mm. Uh, a little thwarted by injuries. The Knicks line at the Wizards has flipped from Knicks plus two to minus two, so I suspect Bradley Beal may not be going. Uh, and then the Bucks game where Giannis is listed doubtful, so I wouldn't expect that Giannis is going to play only one-and-a-half-point favourites home uh, to the Heat on national television. The game that's most interesting to me, or at least I'll be paying the most attention to, both from a basketball perspective, and I've got a lot riding on these teams uh, going up to the ways, <laughs> is the Kings at the Clippers, uh, the yeah. heroic debut of, debut of Russell Westbrook. The Clippers are six-and-a-half-point favourites. Uh, the Kings coming off. A uh, pretty uninspiring win against the, the Portland team that, that rested Damian Lillard and Jeremy Grant because their plane was late, uh, which wasn't which was quite a nice schedule break for your boy, Mike Brown. I'm just kidding. Because Damian Lillard, couldn't, they couldn't get the plane uh, there in time, so they didn't want to uh, rush Dame and Jeremy Grant in. Uh, do you have any read on, on Clippers-Kings? I think that's a big number. Um, yeah, inclined to take the Kings at six and a half. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it's a, I mean, the Clippers should win. Yes, minus two fifty seems a little high. Uh, my, my, you know, I would have made that uh, you know minus one ninety. Uh, looking at my numbers for them to win the game, so uh, I think those points spread should be around five, uh, six and a half. You're getting a point and a half for the Kings. There's been a general overbetting of teams. There's been market. Uh, overreaction to teams on back-to-backs this season, generally. Um, and, you know, Kings, like you said, didn't really have to lift much of a finger last night to get a very comfortable win against a uh, Blazers team. So um, this should be a competitive game. Um, tough to really look at anything about, you know, health-wise about the uh, the Kings and have, have questions, have doubts. Meanwhile, um, no Zubak here for the Clippers, and I can't believe that might matter, but it might. <laughs> like, they, you know, it's... Ross. It might help. It, yeah, so that's less less big on the floor, but true. Help them overall. That's true. That's true. So yeah, matchup wise, it should be an interesting opportunity for uh, the Kings to continue to uh, you know to put pressure on the Pacific. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm staked most heavily on uh, on Suns. So uh, is there a way we could have a tie? Probably not. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I love the Suns to win. I need the Kings to go down. I need. I'm cheering against the Kings every okay. night, which is really a pretty good place to be long term. Cheering against the Kings, it should work out. But at the same time, we're getting towards the end of the season. They've still got a pretty handy lead in that division. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that is one to monitor. I also think the Cavs are plus one against the Hawks with John Collins out. Uh, yeah, I think that that is that is playable. Anything else that you like on the card? Houston Rockets, first half money line, plus 250. There you go. Houston Rockets. Yeah, they're going to give you an honest half of basketball. Okay. And the Golden State, the Golden State, you know, I, I, I get it. Like the Rockets are not going to win this game. They're going to, you know, they're going to pull some, some fourth quarter shenanigans like they always do because they have the, the full on tank mode right now. Um, but uh, the first half lines are anchored with the full game lines and, the Warriors in the state they're in right now should not be 10 and a half point favorites to the Rockets. I don't know 
what is going on with that squad. It, Kerr does not look like he is engaged at all. Uh, the interviews he had last night in, in LA against the Lakers were just like, this guy did not rest and recuperate over the All-Star break and come in with some, you know, inspired fervor and get this team, you know, ready to play. Draymond Green looks like... I don't know. I, I, I don't know. He looks washed. He doesn't look ready for any kind of a playoff run here. So uh, Warriors right now, I have rated fairly low in terms of power number. And even though the Rockets would be the second worst team in the NBA, only ahead of the Spurs for me, uh, I still think you can get an honest half of basketball out of them. So um, that's the only thing that really sticks out to me. I'm treading somewhat lightly in the NBA until Monday just because there's, as you saw last night, some teams came out of all-star break and they're literally like, okay, time to make a statement time to play basketball at a playoff level while other teams literally are like, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess we can play some games. And that's what I felt like the you know, energy level you got from the Warriors last way it was against the Lakers, a huge desperate, you know, huge disparity there in terms of level of intensity. So um, we'll see if they get a win. They probably do because the Rockets will make it happen some way, somehow uh, conceding 40 points in the fourth quarter to the Warriors. But, um, you know, I think, First half should be pretty competitive there. So plus 250 is a fun bet. Yes. Yeah. The 10 and a half seems a bit steep for a Warriors team uh, on a back to back <laughs> without Curry and Wiggins. I think what last night and the past couple of weeks have proven about Golden State is that, well, not proven, but at least added credence to the idea that Stephen Curry is the second best player of the past 25 years. Like, yeah. He's, he's that good. And uh, when he's out, particularly when you're missing Wiggins as well, uh, who is the third best player on the team. Uh, then all of a sudden it gets a little dire. So, uh, yeah, they're going to be a tough watch while those two are out. All right, reminder to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks, everyone, watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to rate and subscribe us. I'm Jay Croucher and Rudinsic. Have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday. person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.